Full Court Press on Vision View Sports Radio. Full Court Press with me, Quentin Donetson, as we get into the next part of my show. And, uh, you know, we like to do African basketball focus. It's very important to pay homage to what's happening on the continent. And we had one of our biggest competitions take place in the form of the 2022 African Champions Cup for women took place out in Maputo and Mozambique and Alexandria Sporting Club made history as they came away winners for to represent Egypt by becoming the first crown champions of this competition and uh, to help me just unpack a little bit more I thought I'd get in the expertise because we are two retired former captains and uh, she represented Kenya. Silali Shani joins me on the line. Thank you so much, Silali, for coming on the show, and uh, welcome. Thank you very much, Q. It's always a pleasure to join your show. Well, it's always a pleasure having you on here. And, uh, you know, we were just talking of air. Uh, it's, more, it's much more fun to watch the stuff that we're seeing happening in this Champions Cup. Than there's no part of the body that just says we should be out there playing. You know, it's, 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 the, the mind is willing, the body is weak. I, <laughs> I see how these guys are running down the floor, and I'm like, you know what, if I do that, I'm, I'm going to recover for another week and a half after one game. So, I mean, we can just do a brief look back, and it's a significant win for Alexandria Sporting Club because, you know, uh, generally it's been the loser phone countries that dominate, uh, whether it's in, in the form of Angola or, or, or Mozambique. But... Uh, it was a surprising result, especially because of, you know, there were no undefeated teams in this um, Champions Cup, which is also interesting. Yes, no, um, please understand, that was a massive, massive upset for Sporting Alexander to have beaten Interclub in the semifinals. This is a five-time uh, African Championship team. These are veteran players. Um, Sporting Alexandria are, you know a younger team, you would look at them and they're not incredibly tall, they're not incredibly athletic, they're not incredibly fast, but they are incredibly efficient mm. and they play so well together. Um, you know, looking at a player like uh, Hagar Ammer, who went on to be the MVP, MVP? she was averaging 15, yeah, MVP, 15 points, eight rebounds in, in six games and um, was really the the backbone of the team. You know, she's probably one of the oldest players on the team at 29 years old. She's the captain, but she really knew how to keep the game, to, game together. And one thing I've always been impressed with Sporting Alexandria is that they never cave under pressure. It doesn't matter if the entire gym is against them. They remain focused. They do what they have to do. Even if they're down, they stick to doing what they have to do. Um, they don't consider a lot of turnovers. I am just so impressed with how they played, um, not just in this uh, the Champions Cup final, but throughout the tournament and even as far back as the Zone 5 competition that was in Tanzania. They have remained consistent, and I was just really, really impressed. Well, I mean, it's, it's not doom and gloom because the three teams, uh, I mean, for Interclub, I just spoke about them being five-time champions. They did go down to Ferroviario de Maputo. That's always going to be a big game. That's that's a, a rematch of the 2019 final. And I always say the hardest games to play as is that third, fourth place game because, you know, after the loss in the semifinal, trying to get the motivation to come out and, and play with energy is just so tough. True. Very true. And Very, very true. I mean, you know, like Interclub lost by... How many? About, about four points, I think it was. Yeah. To, uh, to, to Pharaoh? Yeah. 
I'm going to just confirm. It, but it yeah. really, it really came down. It really came down to the to the little details. I know when you see a margin that's that close. Uh, for Vario, they first of all they're on home court. You know, they out rebounded Interclub just by a little bit. They had just a few, um, you know, fewer turnovers. And I think um, the wind was really knocked out of the sails with Interclub after their loss to uh, Egypt. You know how it is, Q. Um, playing a team that you know you can and should have beaten, uh, then now playing the next day, it, it's it's really tough to bounce back. You're also considering the fact that it's towards the tail end of the, the very end of the tournament mm-hmm. where your body is tired. I think Interclub has um, more older players than Pharaoh. Uh, uh, and uh, a lot of the other teams in the tournament as well. So I think it was always going to be um, a tough order, uh, but they fought hard. You know, we've seen the, the veteran and superstar player, Italy Lucas. She was consistent throughout the tournament, sure. really. Um, but it wasn't enough to close out the win against Farrell. And I'm sure they're very disappointed, but I think they should still walk with their heads high. Yeah, they definitely can. And let's talk, let's bring it home for you. Kenya Ports Authority with their 2-5 and five record. Um, your thoughts on the performance of the Dockers? Um, you know, first of all, I do have to commend um, Kenya Ports Authority. That's another um, household name in African sports, really. Um, their consistent attendance at these high-level international basketball tournaments is really a testament to the program and to their coach, um, Ojuku, and how he's really been able to find a formula that works. But they have had a formula that takes them to a certain level. I've not seen them exceed that level, um, you know, finishing kind of the mid to lower tiers at these international basketball tournaments. And they, they did improve in getting, um, in recruiting Nigerian players, Ifunaya Okoro, mm-hmm. who led in scoring, averaging yes. 22 points. And then they also had another Nigerian recruit in Teresa Dangosu. They, they tend to recruit from Nigeria and Congo. Uh, and they also had another international player in uh, Brenda Wasuda, who came in from the States. I think what will really take them over the edge is now recruiting higher-profile um, international players and maybe making some more adjustments. And this is more of a general Kenya problem than it is a KPA problem. We're not heavy on scoring. We do very well on defense. And we're very good in terms of running the floor and making sure that endurance level is high. But in terms of the offensive element and having high-scoring games at the international level, we've really struggled. And I think that is really the key um, to get KPA out of this kind of mid-to-lower-level tier uh, rut. If you look at their, their, their player, Okoro, six-foot six um, guard, that already is should and very big signals that this is going to be an elite player. If you had three players like her, Max, um, on KPA, I think they would have finished um, in the medal bracket. So I don't think KPA is too far off the mark in, in, um, in terms of success and in terms of improvement, but there are a few things that they need to tweak in order to get there. Well, yeah, this is why they pay you the big bucks out there in Kenya. Your <laughs> insights are amazing. And uh, Salali, I'm going to let you go. I know you've got an appointment coming up. So thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing. I could, I could honestly pick your brain the entire hour because um, it's just so much fun. <laughs> oh, thank you, Q. And, uh, we will catch up soon. You must have a blessed and safe 
Christmas if you do celebrate, and uh, we'll see each other in the new year, hopefully. All right, you sounds good. Happy holidays. Yes, that was Silali Shani uh, joining me on the line uh, from the Kenyan capital. Full Court Press on Vision View Sports Radio.